With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beginning this afternoon at 6 in seven counties around the state of Ohio, there will be a mandatory mask order in effect from Governor DeWine's office. These are seven counties that have spiked recently in the number of cases of COVID-19. Several cities around the state have already mandated masks, including uh, Dayton, Columbus, among others. Toledo yesterday was supposed to vote on a mandatory mask order for our city, but things went a little haywire because, you know, the, the four council members who were arrested by the FBI. But otherwise, it's very, it's a very urgent matter to vote on, except if, you know, the entire council is under investigation. Otherwise, it's certainly something that I'm sure they will debate and vote on very, very soon. It's something we're seeing around the country right now in, in our land of the free, and and it's become a very hot topic for debate among just about everybody, regardless of political persuasion. Rob Crane is a nationally known attorney, He's been included on many uh, best lawyers in America lists, and he's joining us now on the Scott Sancho. Rob, great to have you on. Glad to be here. Let's uh, start with a very basic question. Can a government legally require us to wear a mask in public or private? As long as it is non-discriminatory, um, it is a, a justified public health issue and narrowly tailored, the answer is yes, and the answer you know, it typically falls with the governor, uh, though the federal government can have their influence. Um, the Tenth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, long story short, leaves this type of decision making, according to the Supreme Court, to the states, and the governor can make the rules, or the governor can say to the local authorities, "I'm going to allow you to make rules based on your local conditions." So the answer is yes, as long as it's narrowly drafted. You know, it's interesting, the, the federal government obviously staying out of this. We, we've, we've seen a, a kind of a divide at the federal level about whether or not masks are effective. President Trump refuses to wear one in public, although he seems to be changing his tone a little bit lately and says, yeah, I, I think it makes me look like Lone Ranger, which is a whole other subject for a different day. <laughs> Mike Pence, however, will wear a mask, and we're seeing other leaders from the coronavirus task force wear masks. Here in Ohio, Governor DeWine, as you know, he was... Uh, well-recognized around the country as being aggressive in the fight against COVID-19 early on back in, in March and April. Now, though, I think because in part of the political backlash he took uh, from his aggressive stance against the, the, the virus then, he's kind of taken a hands-off approach on on masks and, and a second wave of shutdowns until this week as we see spikes in several uh, highly populated counties around Ohio, uh, at which point he said, you know, the, the, this is getting out of control. You're not doing this responsibly, so I've got to step in. Grandpa's got to tell you to wear a mask. Uh, but we've seen other cities that have done this. Uh, Toledo, I, I fully expect to follow suit as long as, as soon as they can get the, the council act together. Uh, the, the bigger question then becomes, and it may be legal on a local, state, or, or federal level, but uh, how, how, how the hell do you enforce it? I mean, what, are we really going to expect Chief Crawl and Sheriff Tharp to go around and, and, and ticket everybody if they're not wearing a mask? That seems unreasonable in light of everything else that, that the police have to do right now. 
No, that, that point is very well taken. And we, you know, I'm down here in Dallas where we had the salon owner who refused to close her doors when we had a stay at home order and it became a national story when she was put in jail by one of our local judges. Um, and that brought this you know, to the forefront. And so most of these orders are saying that you've got to wear a mask. If you don't, um, you can be issued a warning to start with, and then you will have a fine attached to it. The reality of it is, is what you said. The police are not going to spend their time right now issuing tickets, citations for these kinds of violations. And it is an order that is put out there as much a, as a directive, um, more so than a really a, a hardcore you know, penal law. Um, but where it does come into play and where the police will get involved is if somebody shows up at a you know, private establishment, a restaurant, or whatever it may be, and refuses to wear a mask and then refuses to leave when asked to leave, then that's a trespassing, that's a potential disturbing of the peace, and the police will show up for that. Um, and they will make sure that there's order. But your point's well taken. These are as much directives as they are, you know, laws to be enforced with, you know, incarceration or fines. How effective is it for a a government mandate to come down rather than just having private companies issue their own guidelines to be able to go into the business in the store? Although I I don't know how effective that is. We see the viral videos on almost a, a daily basis now of the Karen and Chads around the country yelling at store employees for, for selling masks, let alone requiring one to go into the store. Well, now you're talking about um, examples. Um, you know, are we, are our leaders, you know, it doesn't matter if we're talking about a family and the leader of the home, or we're talking about a company and the CEO and the leadership of that, or we're talking about um, our country and the leaders of our country. Now we're talking about, you know, an example and leading by example. And so, it is more effective when the leaders of any institution are setting the rules and, and providing an example and providing the support for why this is important. When we start leaving it to our local level, um, you know, restaurants and businesses and grocery store owners who employees are trying to keep our, stel- our shelves stocked, yeah, that's, that's not fair to them, um, number one. And number two, it's not nearly as effective. So, Look, we're living in a real stressful time. You've already uh, rattled off a number of stressful uh, relationships and circumstances we have in this country. And right now, it's, it's really on each and every one of us as Americans to take a step back and appreciate everybody's got a bunch of stresses going on right now. You know, what can we do to help each other out and to bring the stress levels down a little bit and try to kick this pandemic? You know, I'm not a scientist. I don't know whether the masks are the right things or not, but we do need to listen to those folks who are, you know, are scientific and do who and who follow these things and do our best to help each other out and bring stress levels down for each other. We're talking with attorney Rob Crane here on the Scott Sand Show. Rob, can you ever envision a scenario where there could be a disagreement between a local government and a state government because this has become so politicized? There are there are certainly state and Ohio might actually be one. I don't see this happening because of the way Governor DeWine has handled this, but we have a Republican governor and a majority of our highly populated cities like Dayton and Cincinnati and Cleveland and Columbus are run by Democratic mayors, uh, where I could see Governor DeWine saying, yeah, we're not going to do a, a mandate for masks, but the the local, uh, local governments enact one. C- could there be a fight between a state and, uh, and local government over masks at some point? 
It would be a short one. The governor's going to win that fight. Um, but your point's well taken, though. I mean, you asked the question, can you imagine this? You know, this is the first pandemic any of us have had in our lifetimes. And could I have imagined this with a public health issue where, you know, right now you have not only potentially governors and local officials debating and having differences of opinion. You've got the president and his own health task force having differences of opinion as to whether or not things are good or bad or whatever it may be. I, I, you know, we've we have got ourselves in a politicized, polarized state where we have got a public health issue and we're not rallying around the best information that we can um, to make the best decisions. Because, look, that's all we can do in life. We can gather up the best information we can, learn as much as we possibly can, and then make the best decisions we can with that information. And that's all we can do. We may not get it right, but that's the best we can do. And so when it comes to a public health issue, we should all be striving to do better, to work with one another and listen to one one another a little more. When you're striving to find the best information available, I would highly encourage you to read scientific reports and not Facebook memes. That's generally not the best. <laughs> the best scientific information available is usually not accompanied by a, a meme from... <laughs> from a movie i just just my preference i believe on gathering news most scientific papers aren't written in impact fonts <laughs> if you see something in, in comic sans it's probably not believable uh rob one other question for you and this is probably very state to state based on employment law but let's say an employer is is mandating a, a mask and you're an ardent anti-max ma- masker which is apparently a thing <laughs> if you're an anti-masker and your boss wants you to wear one and you refuse, could you be fired over that? Um, in most instances, probably yes. Um, you know, we have construction companies who require uh, hard hats on their construction sites, and if you refuse to wear one, they're going to kick you off the site. And if you continue to refuse, they're going to fire you. Um, and as long as this is a non-discriminatory rule that is meant to be for the safety and health of the employees, uh, employers have a duty under OSHA to provide a safe workplace for others. So if you're going to violate what is a justifiable public safety rule, then you're probably going to be subject to termination. You know, there there will be some interesting employment lawsuits and, and discrimination lawsuits perhaps coming out of the pandemic whenever this all ends. They're already, they're already being filed. Um, there's a lot of issues involved on the labor front. If you are a labor lawyer, which is not my area of expertise, um, but if you're a labor lawyer, you've got uh, plenty of work going on for the next uh, 12 months. And sounds like some lawyers are going to have some work at the Toledo City Council uh, <laughs> uh, representatives. So. Oh, you you have no idea what's happening. It's a mess. Uh, absolutely. Rob Crane, CBRLawFirm.com if you want to get in, get in touch with Rob. I appreciate your time. Anytime. Y'all have a good one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.